0: Hey, what's up, everybody? This is JBJR from Fruit the Boom podcast. Um, It's a perfect, uh, we're in the middle of the week, uh, a little after this Thursday, got some uh, time right now. We're going to do some special things right now. We got some special guests in. And, uh, you know, before anything else, you know, make sure you definitely always check out the show on all forms of social media, which is at Fruit Boom Pod, which is F-R-U-I-T-B-O-O-M-P-O-D. Also, uh, you can catch us on all forms of social media. Um, not sorry, sorry, not all forms of social media, but catch us on every podcast streaming service. Um, you know, we're on Apple, Google, Spotify, Pandora, Mixcloud, TuneIn, Stitcher, and we're also just got on Audible and Amazon. So make sure you check us out on there as well. So, we, so we're pretty much out here. If you just search "Fruit of the Bone" podcast on Google, you can find us on anywhere that you will find your podcast. Right now, like I said, we got a special guest in the building today. Uh, Actually, we got one of our uh, main crew members from Fresh Produce STL, man, one of my homies, man. Real good dude, man. He's also a DJ. my man, he's pretty much the main video, uh, videographer for our live uh, for our live shows, and he's also uh, main, one of our main producers for our actual online battles that we do. He works all the background stuff, does a lot of great things there, and like I said, we want to give all praise and welcome to my man DJ High Rent, aka Jesse. How you doing, brother?
1: Hey, what's up, man? That's a humbling introduction. Thank you very much.
0: Oh, man, always, man. Always a pleasure, man. Always a pleasure. I definitely want to get more of the crew on here, man, but I definitely want to try to get someone on. I know we had uh, Who before, and of course man used to do the podcast with me. Right. I want to, I want to make sure we get some more people on because I had B time in the early, early episode. So I want to go ahead and try to get some more of us on to try to get our stories and stuff out there. You know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah, very cool. Very cool. Yeah, it's, it's great to be on. Thanks, man. I've listened to it for a long time, so
0: appreciate it man definitely appreciate it but um before we start for anyone who's never ever heard the show before um it's a very standard show what we uh, do is we highlight the lives and experiences of djs producers and engineers um mainly because you know love artists and bands to death truly do and i listen a lot of podcasts by them but again it's a lot of podcasts about them and so it's not a lot of podcasts about the backstories and experiences of the producer the dj and engineer and that's the whole point of this podcast was to is to go ahead and get those stories out there for the masses so that way if there's local here in St. Louis or in another state or even in another country altogether you know I want to definitely you know get those stories heard because those are important to me you know get the because those people make all your favorite songs pop behind the scenes so I want to go ahead and give them some praise and some actual um, feedback as well for those kind of scenarios so we're gonna start a real simple actual with my man Jesse man so uh I want you to go ahead and take us back, you know, with the very same uh, question I give pretty much everybody, which is how'd you get into music and music production and DJing? So take us back before we get into the other questions like fresh produce and all that.
1: Cool. Uh, Well, my dad early on was real involved in technology and um, we had a... PC computer before Windows even existed and we were running MIDI Maestro on it and um, had a Roland sound canvas and a big keyboard. It was all operating via MIDI and uh, my dad got it all and we had to figure it out because there were not many people doing that kind of stuff. So, um, (coughs) excuse me. So we just uh, start started messing with it and i started making beats uh on the on the computer so um that was in the early 90s and have, have it's kind of been a secret thing for a long time making beats and and stuff and i've always loved music grew up i'm, I'm a drummer and played in bands in high school and and after high school played in a blues band we played all our soulard and um I've just been a musician all my life um and so music has obviously been a huge thing and uh, i love dj love the idea of djing forever and always wanted to do it and uh, i actually DJed my sister's wedding and had a great time doing that but um nice but then uh kind of fell in with the, the fresh produce crew and um yeah here i am surrounded by some of the best djs in the city and i like it's like what else can i do but learn how to dj from these dudes like <laughs> I, what better dudes could teach me than the best dudes in town that I know who are DJs. So, um, so that's kind of how it started with, with DJing. And, uh, I've kind of always made beats off and on, um, in the last couple of years, gotten more serious about it after getting involved in fresh produce. And, um, Started putting some stuff out and been talking with uh, with some people about it, and so it's been a lot of fun. And and uh, you know, the big reason I've been doing it is just a lot of time on my hands with quarantine. And ended up buying Ableton a couple months in, and just messing with it a lot. And so it's been it's been a real fun, real fun growing experience, learning new stuff that way. And DJing as well. I mean just had a lot of a lot of time to set up the tables and they're actually in cases right now sitting right next to me but you know a lot of time to kind of set them up and you know set up cameras and test some live streaming things and you know Matt and I have been uh, and and Ben Bounce have been DJing on occasion as uh, the sole passengers uh, First started on Facebook and then we started streaming on on uh, reddit. So we the last one we did was on reddit and uh, it's a blast we spend a lot of funk soul afrobeat mostly vinyl um actually all vinyl when we spend generally um a lot of 45s we used to do 45 sets at the monocle and stuff like that um back when it was open and we used to we used to do friday nights there and just trade off and have a good time and enjoy listening to each other's new stuff that they would bring so
0: hell yeah man and hey, you know what and that and what you mentioned a few things was actually pretty much perfect for so stuff i want to ask so first of all i know so you sound like you say you still using ableton correct
1: correct yeah
0: okay um so tell us how you like ableton like like do you just have, do you just um just a software person or do you use the hardware with it as well
1: um i have a um uh, a Launchpad mini controller that i use with it to do drums on occasion uh it really i think the reason i like ableton is Um, I guess it was probably about 99 or 2000. I ended up buying, um, or getting a hold of a copy of Acid, uh, which um, eventually turned into Sony Vegas, but I was working at McMurray Music at the time, and we had all of the sample libraries, and they were like, yeah, you need to learn how to use this software, so take it all home, so I took it all home and ripped all the so- all the samples off of the, the CDs that they came on, because it, you know, it was, they had all kinds of different packs on CD, and then I would bring it into Acid, and made some beats back then, and worked with a couple of rappers that were friends of mine, and stuff, but I haven't you know, that was a long, long time ago, but uh, but I feel like um, Ableton's interface is very similar to Acid in that way, and I spent a lot of time in Acid, so then moving to Ableton because it was kind of a natural thing. I tried Logic for a little bit and didn't ever feel like I could get any traction on it. I just couldn't wrap my brain around how that interface worked, um, but now I'm using Ableton. used a lot of iPad apps at one point um, just because... I didn't have a laptop, and my my main computer couldn't really run a whole lot of music software. It wasn't really powerful enough. It's basically just an internet browser, um, but uh, yeah. So I was using um, Beatmaker three, and I was using oh man, there's there's a bunch of plugins and all kinds of different cool software for the iPad. Another one called um, uh, Launchpad, which is um, made by Amplify, and it's uh, it's kind of operates like Ableton does. On the performance side, um, with with the uh, with the 64 or 16, you know, pads, um, playing loops and tr- you know, stopping and starting loops, and you can live mix. And I uh, did some some of my earlier stuff that's on uh, SoundCloud is was made on that stuff, and then I've been transitioning into Ableton in the last six months. So.
0: Nice, nice, that's what's up, man. So, uh, as far as DJing, so uh, what kind of so you, you guys could I know you say you uh, um, vinyls you know, and sound like controllers, so what are you using right now?
1: So, right now, I have a pair of reloop turntables, um, and uh, an older rain controller. I actually don't have a setup uh, to do to DJ through Serato right now. Um, back when I was spinning with Matt, and you know. Uh, doing that stuff i also have a controller um it's just a lower end rolling controller that i learned serato on um serato's fun and i really enjoy it um it's really fun to kind of set serato up and set some of the beat making stuff up and they all work through ableton link so i can mix in and out of beats uh through uh with serato uh and and my computer or my ipad or kind of whatever and i have a couple of recordings i've done that way but nothing really that i've done live that way so just getting it out and messing with it trying to get it all linked up and working together and seeing you know syncing tempo and stuff like that so
0: gotcha 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 okay 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 so uh now um, a really good question because uh, since you say you are a musician and stuff like that so when you play with your bands how long have you playing with, with like your own band
1: um what we explain that what do you what do you mean my own band
0: well you say y'all know you say you played in band you say you also perform do some live performance if i heard that correctly from earlier
1: yeah so i used to play in a blues band i was just a drummer in the blues band we played all over gotcha. soulard and um i played in bands in high school was, you know and generally the bands that i really enjoyed is a kind of collaborative atmosphere you know where where everybody kind of comes together and like okay here's a section for this song let's try this here for four bars and and then we'll uh, you know we'll switch it up into this weird transition and go three four and then, I mean, all kinds of weird stuff like that where it's highly orchestrated we played it the same every time it was a, a number of bands that, that I played in some were more rock some were more um, like uh, kind of experimental um, two guitars bass and drums Lots of digital delay, you know, kind of shoegaze, you know, early 2000s type of stuff. It was one of the bands that I played. In. It was called This Year's Model. A bunch of guys from town and, and stuff. But uh, yeah, so that's kind of the, the band history. So
0: Gotcha, 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 gotcha. So uh, so you, I'm pretty sure it sounds like you're still like brushing up on your drumming. Uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure you're still doing it, like maybe on the side or something like
1: that. Yeah, on I'm occasion right? I pull the drums out and, you know, and play them they're they're in cases in in the dining room at at my house I have in my in my dining room is kind of my whole studio setup I got a big mixer and an old Mackie mixer that I kind of run everything into and you know have my turntable set up and my computers and can set my drums up and record in here and Thinking about turning my closet into a vocal booth, but we'll see. I don't know if that's going to happen or not, but.
0: <laughs> hey, man, I mean, I, you know, it doesn't hurt, man. I mean, you already got everything set up, man, for what right. sell, So, hey, it doesn't hurt. So so uh, now let me ask you this. So with you um, being a drummer for, for the majority of your life, were you like just picking up and just learning as you went or did you get formally trained or how did that work?
1: Yeah, I'm pretty much self-taught. I mean, I've had a few lessons here and there from friends or, you know kind of mentors and stuff like that but for the most part just self-taught I learned to play drums on an electronic drum kit Um, like I said my dad was into uh, technology and he still is and you know but into technology at very early times so my first drum set was a Roland Octopad connected via MIDI to an Alesis D4 uh, drum sound box. Basically, it was, a, it was a MIDI. It wasn't even a drum machine. It just had sounds in it. It was a single rack space. You can still get the sounds from it today. But then I had a, um, I had a couple of pads that were connected to the Roland Octopad that were uh, the ro- old Roland um, electronic drum pads. They were kind of like triangle shaped with the corners cut off. Uh, they were white on the back. This had Roland. My dad actually bought them. At a uh, spot in LA that used to sell uh, tour gear uh, after the tours would finish in LA, and these came from Tina Turner's tour <laughs> in the '80s. Nice. So, uh, what's up. yeah, they were they were awful, and electronic drums are not really that great to play. But I learned on them, and then I got a drum kit and started playing with my friends. So that's what's up,
0: man. And then, you know what? Shout out to your dad, man. Your, right, like, he's. Shout out to him, man. Like for real, man. He a real one, dude. for real. For
1: real. well, had had he not gotten into and kind of been interested in live streaming, fresh produce wouldn't be live streaming. So, I mean, he got me interested in live streaming, and I met I met DJ Who at a at a uh, a friend's housewarming party or something like that. I can't remember. Uh, he he was dating a friend of mine, and I met DJ Who, and and we started talking about the battle, and I had heard about it once or twice before. It was like, man, that's really cool, and um. After that, I think I came and checked one of them out at Atomic Cowboy, and uh, then DJ Who and I got together, and, and I was like, "Yeah, let's try and make this a live show, and you know, do that kind of thing, and 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 really kind of hone it into something that is bigger than just St. Louis, but everybody could see it, you know, kind of spotlight our talent here, be our own press here in town, right? Right, right. Um, and so so that basically I showed up to uh, I think it was November of 2018 maybe it was 2017, I can't remember, I think it was 2018, no, I think it was, two. I don't remember, anyway, it was a couple years ago, and I showed up, and, you know, set all the cameras up, and it was a lot of fun, and and we captured some cool things, and then I have other friends that are in production, and we, uh, um, we just, I told them about it, and they were like, wow, that sounds like a really cool thing, and I was like, hey, just come shoot with us, like, come hang out, and, and be a part of the crew, it's, you know, we're, we're, uh, it gets, gives us a chance to kind of get our gear out and test it and try new things. And, you know, there's nothing like, especially with a live thing, being able to set everything up and actually do a run through with people on microphones that are doing a show. And, you know, it's um, it's been a lot of fun since then. I've done a lot of live streaming, starting to do live streaming at the Sheldon and. Um, they have a live streaming setup I was working at loco radio for a little bit helping them set up live streaming stuff my dad's doing live streaming at the focal point um nice yeah it's uh it's been a wild wild experience but it's you know that's kind of my start in fresh produce was through dj who and you know starting to do the live streaming stuff and we've had a lot of really great response and then when the pandemic hit we went we matt and i kind of were talking at one point and i was like man we got to figure out how to do this and his uh, his significant other at the time was uh, is doing was doing comedy stuff, and they put together an online show via Zoom, and it was really great. And Matt and I watched it. and are like, man, we gotta we gotta figure out how to do fresh produce online. So we basically just kind of jumped on Zoom and got OBS and started messing with things and plugging things in and testing different things in different ways and kind of building the look of the show and the format of the show and um. It's just been a been a blast and you know since since we've gone online only at the moment we we've been seeing producers from all over the world it's wild man it's uh it it's been a crazy experience so it-
0: it truly has man like and a lot of people i get, think don't understand like the amount of kind of work that goes into like a lot of the background stuff that we do for fresh produce right so since, since you are pretty much like like i said earlier you pretty much are like the main videographer and pretty much one of the main producers for our live streaming shows both in person and online uh i just want you to kind of let the people know like like just like what all kind of entails in there like like as far as like like, even, like, all the pros and cons, like, you have, kind of have to work with with kind of being both the videographer and kind of, like, the, one of the main producers. Like, could you kind of give us some insight on it?
1: Yeah. So, actually, you know, it takes a lot of people to pull it off. And all of all of us on the production side, we have our own production companies. My production company is called Big River Media. Um, Lincoln Nelson, who's been a part of Fresh Produce forever. Um, he's got a company called Turn 2. Um my friend Sean Lofton, who shoots a lot of stuff for us, has has a company called Ubertonic Films. Uh, obviously, Matt Sawicki, who does a lot of the audio, all of the audio stuff for for Fresh Produce uh, recorded and, you know, and some live stuff yeah, has been, you know, has Suburban Pro Studios and, uh, you know, it's... All of my friends that are, you know, Tyler, I've worked in, you know, on video shoots with Tyler many times. Those guys just show up and I love to be a part of the community and and really believe in what's going on. And so they show up and they put video cameras in their hands and they basically stand there and, and act like a tripod for, you know, when we were doing it live for many hours. It's, man, like doing a whole live show, shooting it is it your back hurts your knees hurt your legs hurt it's it's uh it's not a small deal you know and and we also have jim who does the live audio um he's such a good dude and yes, you know is. our audio is always on point and that's kind of one of the things when we started live streaming that matt and i talked about and we all talked about um and, you know, Jim was obviously a part of this, too. But, like, if we're going to do the online thing, we have to make sure the audio is good. It's on point. Because we're an audio show. I mean, like, if our audio sucks, like, what what does that say about us who are audio and video professionals, right? Like,
0: Right, right, right. That's real. That's real.
1: So we've really worked hard, you know, to um, to make it a really quality audio experience for people watching the show. And, um always trying to improve that and and try new technologies and new things and new pieces of software and new plugins and you know um you know so it takes everybody and to pull it to pull it off and um it's uh it's we miss being live in person i miss being doing events and hanging out with the guys and you know it's like being able to pull this show off month after month after month It just uh it's just been a lot of fun
0: yeah man I, I feel the same way as you man i definitely missed the live show you know of course you know pandemic you know obviously but right ho- hopefully like you know kind of like how we talked earlier or no you no know, behind the scenes stuff you know, but right ho- hopefully you know later on this year we can try to get some semblance back of doing some live shows no we I mean, of course we're all going to work out for safety reasons and make sure everyone's good but hopefully we can get back there you know what i'm saying because i do miss the live i'm not going gonna i mean even though i love the online because like you said it brought a lot of new faces from different states and different countries to us man which is amazing but right it's just something about doing that live show man like when we used to do it at the monocle man like that was just something special you know what i'm saying
1: right yeah you just like i would invite people to it and you know obviously I'm working I'm busy doing a lot of different things when we're doing the the live show in person Um, you know but I would invite people to it and the energy in the room was just electric you just can't capturing that on video or on camera or on audio it's just not you just can't capture it Uh, I think we did the best that we could to capture it but then I would invite people to it and they they would show up and they would come and be like man that is a wild thing everybody is such a cool like such cool people everybody's just there to have a good time enjoys each other's company there's never any drama like it's just you know a great really fun kind of wholesome thing that is just a great community of people
0: yeah man i mean 100 percent, man and that's one of the things that you know we definitely kind of strive for because i know no not, no, not to kind of throw names or anything like that, but you know, I've been to several live shows since I've been in the scene since 2009. And you know, I, you always, even though I've seen a lot of great things, but you know, sometimes on the stage or in the crowds, in the, in the back rooms, in the green room, you always have some sort of kind of drama, you know what I'm saying? Somewhere down the line, and I'm glad with us, you know, with all of us that makes this community effort. I mean, people really see that community effort come through with our team and in the crowds and with the competitors, because like the main thing is we all about not having any sort of ego. You know what I'm saying? Like we we just we all here to do literally the same thing. So right. it's like so why even bring that energy here? You know what I'm saying? Right.
1: We always kind of talk about it like Voltron. Uh, you know you've heard that before, but you know everybody just brings their skills and plugs into the big machine and together we are able to create something bigger and better than we could create individually.
0: Right, right, right. Yeah, man because i mean because like i said like let's say you have let's say you, you being one of the main videographers and producers like me being the head judge and also the podcast before the show for the most part man you know matt you know mad who being the host and the audio people then like and, and then everyone else that we have you know from ben stein to Blake sure yeah to shine to you know trifecta to true to right to Bates to lincoln to you no know, all these people man you know we all bring this community effort together and and just I guess for me, you know, hearing that you know, hearing this from you know, someone else that's also a main behind the scenes crew member on this show, I guess I definitely want to make sure people understand that. Like, you know, it's a lot of work that going into this stuff, man. A lot of time, a lot of energy spent, you know, you know, we meeting up, you know, whether it's um like on slack or when we used to do the in-person at one point or how we do like the zoom meetings and stuff like that you know right it's it's a, it's a lot of talks man and a lot of stuff that has to be you know planned out ahead of time because because it's it's work you know it is work and it is a lot of stuff that goes into this and you know i'm, I'm glad that you know with the success we had for fresh produce since you know the rebranding about this 2021 so six years ago mm-hmm. uh back in 2015 you know a lot of stuff happened man and you know because we was with at a time of cowboy at one point then we moved to the monocle which the monocle became like our spike
1: it was our home man
0: that, that was our home for a long time i hated to see it go
1: shout man. out you know to saying? tom and laura and bobby and max and i'm you know uh, uh david and everybody man like everybody that we were involved with at the monocle at that point was a, it was just a i think they they saw the beauty of the show that we saw and they just plugged right in just like another member of the team to be able to help us pull that off i mean to the degree that laura by the end was doing interviews in the middle of the show right like <laughs>
0: right yeah yeah she was just shout out to her man for right? real man for real man and Alexa, i am not gonna lie man I, unfortunately for you guys who don't know about the cool like i said unfortunately it did shut down so it's no longer around and i hated to see it go man i really did you know what i'm saying because yeah. it was just because it to me it was just one of those venues especially with a lot of venues like shutting down like all over the city because rap bias let's call it what it is like the hip-hop sure. rap bias. yeah yeah you know it was one of those spots that you know outside atomic cowboy and the ready room and places down in Cherokee and shit like that that was perfect for what we needed to do and It'll be missed, man. I'm not gonna lie, man. It, it like, it, it'll definitely be missed. I mean, mind you, we still, we back at our uh, original home, which is Atomic Cowboy, which they always been great to us. But you know, like I said, it was just the, what we had with the monocle, is something special, man. Yeah. It really was, man. Like,
1: well, Atomic's gone. I mean, they, they sold all their rest or selling all their restaurant equipment, and everything. I mean, like it's, yeah. Atomic and bootleg both, they're they are non-existent. It's. I drove through the Grove the other day, man. It was wild to see. All the different yeah. places that are closed, and but I th- I think I, yeah I'm real sad for all the people who have lost their jobs and all this stuff. That's the worst right. part about it, right?
0: Right. No, no, you're right, bro. And just because it's like say in these times where you know, especially you know, we got a lot of people that are working on a lot of uh, you know, in the in the hospitality business or they're in you know in the business of performing arts you know it's it's hard to do you know what I'm right. saying it's, it's hard to have that kind of consistency and, right and unfortunately like you know and I hope one day you know they can kind of they can bring it back Hope I mean hopefully in the future it can come back in some capacity yeah but you know but you know I mean it's kind of where we at it's just where we at with the economy and the times unfortunately you know what I'm
1: saying right exactly yeah I mean that's part of the reason I've jumped more into live streaming is just cause you know Uh, Not a whole lot else to do, but, you know, friends that are musicians and artists and, you know, I mean I've I've even started doing some with uh, a buddy of mine who runs a company called Media Outlaws He used to do all the live streaming and all the video for uh, uh, Gaslight Sessions Um, Now he's got his own show Actually, that was his show, but he's got a new show called Live From Anywhere that's pretty cool Um, We had the River Kittens and Scrub was on with uh, Um uh, with with his his whole crew and that was a really fun thing and doing kind of more stuff like that that you know it gets people out and performing but we can also cover it with with what we're doing and it doesn't have to be a huge you know crowd of people so it's it's been it's been an interesting pivot in the last year
0: yeah absolutely man and like like I say, hopefully when things can kind of get back to some form of normalcy because we're not going to be back to it. me personally i don't think we're going to get back to the normal like we used to have because it's just like i see this like this whole pandemic situation just like how air travel changed after 9-11 you know what I'm right saying? yeah so so things are I actually it's going to be the same kind of thing it's things aren't going to be 100 the same like they were before
1: no it's just but, everything's gonna be different yeah.
0: it is it is and hopefully like I said, some form of normalcy come back when we can have more shows and stuff. But I, we just got to get there first. You know what I'm saying? Right. So that's yeah. kind of where we at.
1: Well, I think I think I think people are resilient and it, humans are incredibly. Um, they have incred, incredible ingenuity, and w- people can figure out how to do things a different way. It just sometimes takes things like a pandemic to force people to do that. Right. True.
0: That's very true. That's so, very true. So you know what? So you no, know, I actually want to ask you something else, unrelated um, to uh, just you doing those live streaming shows and stuff like that. So, do you have any stories that you want to try to tell the good people, just about stuff that you know the negative aspects, of like kind of what you dealt with? Because we always hear about the positive stuff, but any stories of like cautionary tales and stuff like that, just as far as what you do.
1: Hmm. Yeah, I think i think and i've had a lot of conversations with my friends at live stream when people see live streaming or something an event live streamed um if you take time and really plan it out and you create a an outline and a script not even necessarily all the way to a script you know word for word but um that's the difficult part of a show in my opinion um Yeah, you can, you can set up a bunch of cameras and you can capture all kinds of stuff, but if there's no point and if there's not kind of other things explaining to the audience what's going on, then the live streams kind of suck and they're boring. And, you know, I mean, we, we went through, uh, putting a live show in a bar onto the internet and having, you know, breaks between rounds where it's like, what do we do to fill that content? Right. Um, you know, we would have V Tom, what's been, and that you know, we'd have different performers in and do that kind of thing, uh, which was a blast. Um, and then when we went online, it's like, man, we still have these breaks, but nobody's in the same room. What do we do? So we just started showing videos, uh, you know, videos of, uh, different artists or beat makers or different people on the crew have made. Um, some of my videos have been up in the, you know, in the live show and stuff, but I think people think live streaming is easy if, if, uh, but they don't understand that. Like when you press go, you have to fill the time. <laughs> uh, and if you want people to stick around and watch your show, which we are, you know, we do our best at doing that. There's obviously things that we can always improve on with that in terms of making our show more watchable and more understandable to the people that log on for the first time and don't know what they're watching. And you know, those kinds of things. I think thinking through that on a bigger scale, really, like once we started doing an outline for fresh produce um, in terms of the run of show and how we would do it and you know that's when I feel like the show really started to kind of tighten up and become more cohesive um, and I think it was better for the live show in the room but I think it, it really translates online because people more people watch right so um, trying to make it tight and Um, really know where you're going and a lot of that I think just comes from doing it over and over and over again and like one of the things that DJ who always says which I know you've heard him say a thousand times like we'll do the best we can do on this one and then on the next one we're gonna choose some things that we want to improve and we're gonna shoot for those and if we make them cool if we don't they go on the list for the next month right so it doesn't have to be perfect it doesn't have to be the most amazing thing you've ever watched but every month let's just improve some things so that you know it's a better experience for, for people and for us, and how do we build systems that, you know, make our lives easier with that kind of thing, you know? So, from, you know, from booking eight producers from, you know, from either in town or out of town when we were doing the live thing, or eight producers online, you know, from all over the world, um, you know, making sure that, like, we get interviews with them, you know, and, and we, we talk to them and understand who they are and, then making sure that people show up because a lot of times people can be flaky and so it's and if we we can't we can't if we're going to do a show and it's going to be a regular thing we can't have two or three producers drop out last minute you know we just can't have that happen you can't have a show if that happens so you know figuring out mechanisms to um, to really get people invested and make sure that they're going to show up and one of the ways that DJ Who did that was he started interviewing people and originally he would go to their houses and interview them with a GoPro and shoot their studio. And then we started, I started doing uh, interviews at we were at parlor and we were at uh, a bunch of different places um, where we, excuse me, we would shoot interviews with the producers beforehand and the crew would show up and we would all meet up at this bar and we'd set up, you know, set up cameras and then we'd edit those and they would go into the show. And uh, you know, so you, the idea, getting people invested and okay I have to be at this interview I'm for sure gonna make it to the you know you know to the battle so you know even having guys drive from Chicago to St. Louis to do an interview and then drive back to Chicago and then two weeks later come back for the battle from Chicago like that's crazy you know that's it's uh that's an intense thing and it's asking a lot of people to do that. You know, now with it online we probably would do that differently. But still, even you know, asking asking producers to to come on and be interviewed for half an hour or however long it takes DJ Who to do that, you know, and then Um, You know one night and then the next you know and then a two hour long two and a half or three hour long battle after that It's just a it's a time commitment and and the producers that actually come through and do it It's like man. I got a lot of respect because it's it's not a small thing to kind of get through the process to get into fresh produce so but you know, it's If you're a producer and you want to be a part of fresh produce just be around be you know, start coming to events or be on the Zoom calls. We're after the battles on the online stuff. We're always on the Zoom call for usually an hour afterwards. You know, we throw the link out and stuff. So um, it's just the, the logistics of pulling all that stuff off. And Ben and Brady, you know, Ben does a great job. You know, picking a lot of the producers, and you know, it's it's just uh, a lot of little moving parts that I think can look easy from the outside, but it just takes a lot. So. You know really getting a script down and understanding where your show is going to go when the format and who your audience is and like i said we're not perfect with it we're doing our best and you know we'll try to improve that but you know i think that that is the pitfall is you turn a camera on and you think it's going to be easy and it's just not things just don't work sometimes so it's just a matter of figuring out solutions that are gonna work with what you're doing
0: yeah, man, and, 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 you know, and you spoke a lot about a lot of great things, man. A lot of people, like like you just said, like you understand, like a lot of work, and things do happen, and you have to make some on-the-fly changes, you know. You know, I remember, like, uh, before, you know, well before we even started even going to the Monaco, when we were back at Atomic. time, like, uh, we had times, man, back in 2015, I remember, because I used to be the judge that used to always come and stuff, man, and so I remember one time, I remember times we didn't have all the judges, we didn't have all the producers, like I said, we have eight, we needed eight people. Sometimes we would have four people. Sometimes, and which would be like, huh? you know what I'm saying? And then, or sometimes we wouldn't have a crowd, and it, it would—it's it, just—it would just be like, man, be like, I said, I hope this works. And then, it, like I said, it just seemed like once we kind of moved and start transitioning, like you know, kind of doing what we needed to do to kind of get ourselves in order, it, it things start flourishing a lot more. But like you say, even with the live stream. You know, even with that, you know, we had people drop out. You know, we had people. You know, we. I've had it to where like we had to find a last minute judge.
1: Right. You know? all, all types of stuff. All last minute producers all the time, and and the all dudes, time. the dudes that like end up getting those calls are the people that are around all the time you know i mean trippy dude was one of them like he's always around always like if you call him last minute he'd be like yeah i'll be in the battle like yeah there's a lot of different producers that we've worked with over the years who all of a sudden somebody drops out it's like man what are we gonna do we call the people that are always around that are always supporting what we're doing that are always a part of the community and you know are eager to to do it and we we can count on right
0: Right, right. now, that's real. That's really, you no, know? because I think that's the great thing because with the network that we built with a lot of people and the rapport and the camaraderie we built, it does help that, like, even with the last-minute stuff. Even though the last-minute stuff is it's, it's time-crunching and scrambling, but we can still get things together, like, if need be. You know what I'm saying? The
1: show must go on.
0: At the end of the day, I mean, that's <laughs> how it has to go. And like P.T. Barnum said, man, that's how right? it has to go, right? I mean <laughs> For you know real, real, man. man? so
1: it has to so it must go on hey but, so um, can i can can i ask you a question Sure, bro go for it so you've been in fresh produce for a long long time a lot longer than i have right so you Since you 0-9. right so you've been battling for a long time what point did you see it like over the years kind of watching it grow and watching it do its thing and like wh- where where did it come to a point that you were like oh shit this is amazing
0: well, back when I was doing it like I said, um how was it called it fresh produce back? No, it was it became Fresh Produce back in two thousand ten. Well but before before that, but I'll say it was beating me and all that shit but I think right. before I think I think when we when became Fresh Produce and I was competing still. Because I was competing from like I said, twenty ten all the way to twenty thirteen for fresh produce now stopped. Then I became crew in twenty fifteen. Yeah. And when and when I say and I'll say from the the performance from the side of the actual being a, a competitor, when I saw basically how a lot of people really did gravitate to beats, you know, because Yeah. Because I, I've noticed that with people, like it's one thing to hear like stuff like poetry and stuff like that, you know, because um, right. rapping and stuff like that and performing and singing, it's it's really just poetry and rhythm combined. Sure. Yeah. But uh it's something about the comp- composition, something about the beats that just get the people going. You know what I'm saying? And when I saw that it was a market, and when we saw that, like, people really gravitated towards how the music sounded, the actual composition, the music sounded, that's when I realized, oh man, said like, beat battles are like the way. You know what I'm saying?
1: Right. Yeah.
0: And th- th- that's when I realized, and that's when I realized that as a competitor. And then when I became crew, then when I realized, you know, just being behind the scenes and seeing how stuff works and started seeing especially when we made the move to Monaco. it was like when i saw the move to the and i saw like the amount of people that would come out consistently it wasn't like it was never like a dead night at the Monaco. right so
1: uh, first wednesday night of the month man always it was full always it's crazy
0: always always i mean to the point where you know the the emerald room would be packed out and then we had people that would be outside or in the bar like all the time and then, so when I saw it growing with Atomic and stuff like that, but it? So as soon as I saw the move here to Monaco, that's when I'm like, "Oh, we got some shit, right? Like, did, uh, we we really got something for, the, for it. For to be this consistent as far as a music event, because like I said, I've been to hundreds and hundreds of music events in the city, you know, since I've been to the the right, upline. yeah. And like I said, I've seen to where like stuff can pop off. I've seen to where shit is dead, right. And, and I've never seen a music event honestly I'm, I'm not even trying to say this because we are part of it but I've just I've never personally seen an event be that consistently packed for a local event I mean I've seen stuff like National acts come in of course those are going to be packed but with something like a local event like technically like what we had and for it to be as consistent as it was like all the time that that doesn't just happen like that you know what I'm saying like Yeah. it, it doesn't it, it truly doesn't and I I can say that I'm glad that to be a part of that. You know what I'm saying? I'm glad to be part of that history. You know what I'm saying? Because it is history. Oh, for sure. Yeah. It it definitely is history. And then at the point that we started getting, you know, a lot of write-ups and uh, newspapers and advice and stuff like that, you know, which definitely, truly helped us out immensely. You know what I'm saying? So shout out to good people there. And uh, and then at the same time, just when we saw people from kansas city that would come through or from right. chicago that would come right. through or from memphis that would come through which all of those are within like a three to four hour drive and you know since we all know people from those respective cities and in no and columbia because when we started right. going down to columbia yeah yeah you know so i shout out to the people down there and you know when we saw them coming up here to and
1: matt keys from was in columbia when we when he first came through and then he was in yeah. st louis the second time so
0: exactly Know, same with like IMAX and you know Tim right. Hansen and mm-hmm. all of them, man. So, mm-hmm. so when we started doing a lot of that stuff, I realized that it's something special, man. Like, you know, like I always saw the value in it because like even like I said, even when the knights were dead as fuck at Atomic, you know, I still saw the value there because I definitely believe that this is an event that can grow and become something because it's done it's literally nothing else like it. Now in the city. Not, right. It's not this Yeah, and for us to bring that and make it what it is now, even with the online, uh, with the online shows, that's still special because the one, main thing I see with like a lot of b battles, man, is, you know, of course, a lot of b battles going to charge like a friend for like say, hey, you know, you need fifty dollars to, you know, a hundred dollars, sure. To end and end, blah blah blah, all this stuff. I mean, but for us to do this basically for free you know what I'm saying, you know, shout out to Matt and shout out to all the sponsors that we had to help make all that possible.
1: Yep. You, you well, and, and really, it's, the, I mean, the sponsorship is, you know, it's, it's it's Sean with with Ubertonic Films and Lincoln with Turn 2 Media and me with Big River Media and Matt with Suburban Pro Studios and Who organizing all of it and Ben and Brady doing all the graphics and with the Beats and Bloods and Bourbon stuff and, you know, all that stuff. It's, it's, uh, you know, we, we're all professionals at what we do. We just choose to kind of do this in our fun time. So we're all sponsors of it. My, my business has been sponsoring fresh produce forever. Just not, you know, just not out front. it's just, and, oh, right, you know, right. and all the dudes. So, I mean, you as well, and especially with the podcast and everything. And it's a ton of work to, to get on and talk with people every week and, you know, be consistent about it. And and it's, it's uh, I think the hardest thing for me is just the consistency, right? Just being consistent yeah. with it. It's just difficult
0: it can be man because like say you know it, it was times where i had to take a hiatus to handle stuff man you know just in my personal life and, sure like, and stuff like that you know because i mean, it was, was stand where i didn't have as many consistent shows and then i start getting back consistent and stuff has been picking up thankfully you know what i'm saying right and, yeah um, and um but it's like that consistency piece is definitely can be difficult man but i think once you get pushed through and you kind of get your rhythm going right it, it gets it gets easy it, it can get easier over time but at the same time you know just like anything else you know you can have a little slight burnout because you're just doing it so much but right at the same time if you, if it's something that you love doing you won't feel as burnt out you may need to take like a little breather here
1: and there but right. nothing
0: that you have to like oh fuck it i quit
1: right yeah so
0: yeah, so I, I, I say with us, man, you know, I'm glad that we are as consistent, we are as a crew and right. as a community, and we're able to bring to the table what we're able to bring to the table. Right. Ind- individually, because we all sure. bringing something in. You right, know, we're, right. We're all doing something, man. And I, oh, man,
1: everybody that walks through the door or logs on and watches the podcast, like everybody's bringing something. So even if it's just a comment or a clap or, a you know, you know whatever, you know, people are, everybody that's in the room is involved
0: absolutely man. and that's what and we that,
1: want it to be a welcoming place for everybody so
0: and i think that's the main thing it's it's a welcoming environment like at the end of the day you want to feel like almost like some olive or olive garden we're our family right but but you know what but but it does feel like that man it's feel like you know it did like said, it's it truly is a community thing and i think the community aspect is to me more important than anything because like I tell people all the time, you know, before we even do, you know, in the meetings, and you know, this to be true 100%. You know, I always say, man, this ain't about ego. We all about child. This
1: is about right. trying
0: to make sure use this as a stepping out point to do something better. You know, because so, I mean, if it means you do some other beat battles in different cities, or right. you start doing some live performing like uh, how like uh, No One Does, like shout out to him, or like effects does, like right. you know, in California, yeah. stuff like that, or you start working with some big artists, whether it's here locally or right. in different cities or countries. You know, what I'm mm-hmm. saying, you know, I, I'm grateful to see that so many opportunities have grown from that. that and or, like, you know, for me with the podcast, you know right, what I'm right. And with you, with like the, a a lot of live streaming opportunities and DJing opportunities that you get, you know right, what I'm right. Like, you know, a lot has grown from this, and it's a lot of a, it's a lot of great things and a lot of stuff that people, I really think, are seeing the benefit and value of it. And I think, right. So yeah, I'm I'm super grateful that more than anything else, you know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah, I feel like I feel like yeah, it's this event we do and stuff like that. But the, but kind of it's like the best networking event I've ever been to in the sense that like everybody's there is exactly the same as me, and they are all, they all want you know are looking for different people to work with and collaborate with and and further their craft. And everybody in the room is kind of in that same spot. You know, and I know that yeah, one of the things that I was—I hope people use fresh produce for—and I hope artists do use it and producers is like I know it's difficult to create content, and so like please share our stuff that you know if you individually have something that uh, if you're on the show or whatever, please you know share it, use us you know as as a, as free content for for whatever social media or whatever whatever you're trying to do as an artist, right? That's real. So, I mean, that's part of the reason we interview people is because we want to get to know them and we want our audience to get to know them and understand who they are as people and what their motivations are and be connected with them in some way. Right. Get people caring about the other the person that they're watching and provide some backstory. And, you know, that's uh, and like I said, I hope people use that on their social media. And I think a lot of producers do you know they use it on their own social media as just more content because like i said i know everybody's looking if you're an artist or or a, a producer or a rapper or whatever everybody's looking for content for their social media that's good and interesting and different and you know so
0: no that's real. that's real it's 100 real bro and, and i'm glad that i'm starting to see more people like take advantage of that like I, like i was seeing like people wearing beats by some bourbon uh hoodies and stuff like that which that brand right there is is, is enough right there which is like oh this is dope you know what i'm saying
1: right yeah
0: right so and then you know the people that we collab with like uh dream live with that pay to produce a brain you know how they've been coming up you know shout out to ducky and larry and how they've been mm-hmm, doing stuff, Right. Basically. Yeah. So, so everyone's been, you know, being contributing somewhere some Then you know we're on beat, we know because of Link and Link, and Trifecta and Bates and how that's going. Right. You know, and how we get involved in more man, Bates And Bates is people,
1: killing that show. It's such a good show.
0: Yeah, it is, man. It really is. Shout out to her, man, for real.
1: Right. but well, it's a I I was real inspired. I don't know if you know who Gary V is.
0: Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, 100%. Oh, yeah. So
1: I mean his his Whole thing is I mean he's got a guy that follows him around With a camera all day long and they take They make content all the time And then what they do with that content is they chop it up Into podcasts and they chop it up Into YouTube videos and they chop it up into Instagram stories and it's just like It's kind of our, I see us as a content machine And we're just trying to figure out different ways To package our content for different Social media platforms or different outlets or different Audiences right so It's uh it's a it's an interesting thing but gary vee really talked about talks about that a lot and you know i haven't listened to him much recently but you know for a long time and he just was always about um kind of uh document don't create so just document what you're doing um and we need to be better about that too i think but you know document and just show people what you're doing and, and put that out as your content right
0: real talk. that's talk, that's real man so yes so, and that's and i'm glad you said that man so and, and we will get, and we're getting better at that sure. every time. So we, sure. we really are. So, right. you know, like, like you said earlier, like, you know, whatever goal we don't achieve, maybe this time, we're going to definitely achieve next time because that's that's what we're right. about. We're about it, we're improving. You know, right. that's, that's all we're about. But you yeah. know what, man? You know, we, we've we had some great conversation,
1: bro, for real. It's been great man. to talk to you, for real.
0: Oh yeah for real Always a pleasure bro Always a pleasure You know Like I do with everyone man I want to give you Your space and opportunity To you know Contact information And give out anything That you're working on man I want to give you That floor to do that
1: Cool um, Where do I start uh, You can listen to My music On SoundCloud um, it's J Hirant, J-H-E-I-R-E-N-D-T is my, uh, my SoundCloud. Instagram's J Hirant as well. Um, uh, Jesse Hirant on Facebook. Um, always doing a lot of stuff. Have some video, music videos in the works with some friends. And, um, this Saturday we're actually doing a, a live stream drone race. Uh, it'll be live stream on YouTube. Um, we have some of the fastest pilots in the world that are competing in our drone race. Uh, a friend of mine has a space... Uh, it's a giant warehouse, and we actually race the drones inside the warehouse. There's all kinds of LED gates. It looks really, really cool. Uh, we have commentators and you know, all kinds of graphics on the live stream, and it's just a really fun, cool event. It's an it's 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 another kind of community event that's starting to feel real cool. Like fresh produce did in the early days for me. Um, but it's media outlaws on YouTube is where it'll be live streamed. it'll be on Saturday from probably about three 30 or four o'clock. Uh, we'll do uh, 16, uh, 14 races total. So we'll have 16 pilots. So they go 60 to 70 miles an hour inside the warehouse. Oh, damn. Yeah. It's wild. So it's a, it's a lot of fun so trying to think of anything else oh yeah um, big river media is my company um that's my company with my dad we do all kinds of live streaming consulting um i have a mobile podcast rig i can either do just audio or we could do audio and video um so if you guys have ideas for podcasts or, or are looking to do uh or have a podcast and need somebody to record it uh, i do all that kind of stuff too i also do film and tv um i used to used to mix the Cardinals pre pre and post game show uh, out of the studio. And um, I've worked, worked on a bunch of documentaries and stuff. So, but I have a whole mobile recording rig for doing um, interviews and, you know, movie, more movie type stuff. And, uh, but then I also have a whole podcast rig. That's a whole different setup, but um, yeah, so that's, that's pretty much it. If you're looking for audio services, let me know.
0: Hell yeah, bro. And do you have any uh, final words for the good people out there,
1: man? I'll uh, st- Shout out to the Fresh Produce crew. There's a bunch of great people, um, some some of the best people ever. So I really enjoy working with them all, and, and uh, thanks for the opportunity to chat with you, man. Appreciate it.
0: Oh, pleasure's all mine, man. Always, man. It's always great to talk to you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, always for sure. Great to talk to you. Yeah. Hell yeah, man. And a matter of fact, uh, good people, that's pretty much uh, the episode of Fruit of Boom Podcast. Uh, make sure, like I said earlier, catches every Monday on uh, all forms of streaming services. Like I said, we're on Amazon and Audible now, so make sure you check us out on there. Uh, like I said, we're on Spotify, Apple, Google, you name it, we're out there. So if you just Google Fruit of Boom Podcast, we are out there. And if you want to catch us on any form of social media, that's at Fruit Boom Pod. And uh, catch us back on March 17 for our online show, uh, which is going to be on Facebook and Twitch, mainly Twitch because Twitch is just way better than me anyway. <laughs> but uh, right. make sure you check, it, but check us out on there, man. It's going to be 9 p.m. Uh, Central Time, and uh, catch y'all guys on the next show. And peace out.